Hey guys, welcome to this new episode of the podcast. And in this episode, it's a clip taken from a recent mastermind event in Manchester where we talk about a few things in this clip, mostly about how do you step out of the jobs that you hate to do in your business and start moving yourself into the jobs that you enjoy to do. Rather than working in the business all day, how do you start becoming the leader working on the business? And also, how do you get your team working without you so you don't have to keep stepping back into sessions and you can keep moving the company forward? Check it out and let me know your thoughts. Look to get your feedback and comments on this one, and I'll speak to you guys very soon. Okay, how about, how about what's, um, what, is it, what is the number one thing you would like to be gone in your business or the number one thing you would like to not have to deal with in the next 30 days? Who can tell me that? Me getting all um, figures and everything together because I really do struggle with that. So you want to get rid of lack of clarity on your numbers? No, just it, like getting them all together because I, I have to come to you for a lot of that, don't I? Yeah, I think in terms of funnels and leads. Getting the numbers, yeah? yeah? Yeah. Okay, so which one of you is like more like the visionary entrepreneur? Which one is the integrator, analytical person? I'm very much... You You're probably the analytical person, right? Is it? Or? Well, we say Kimberly's a bro and I do the brain side of it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, so if, if you're the brain's analytical, data-driven more person, why is Kimberly getting the numbers from you? Shouldn't you be looking after the numbers? Yeah. Well, there that's you go. That's what I've been doing. I've been doing that side of it. Yeah, yeah. Right. So when it comes to like me trying to Again, some people look at a spreadsheet and just get a nosebleed, right? And again, this is where the, all the online coaching nonsense has sent you wrong everywhere. I made a post with this. I said, most, most mindset blocks are just logistical, meaning you have resistance and mindset blocks because you've been told to do the wrong things. If you suck at spreadsheets and counting numbers, don't do it. Get someone who does like to do it, right? You know, I love to, I love to stand up here and, and, and talk for three hours for some reason. People, other people on my team are scared shitless, so I don't make them do it. I was like, you know what, I'll take care of that bit, right? You guys do what you're good at. So it's really about putting the, it's not about you know, trying to fit a round peg into a square hole. That's the hard work grind mentality. Working smart is figure out what you're good at, realize what has to be done overall in the company, because what, again, you get this trend, this horrible trend in line with these mindset business coaches now, they're not business coaches, they're just, they're just mindset people and, you know, at all levels and they're just saying like, you know, hey, you know, if, if finances feel out of alignment to you, like, don't do them. Like, fuck it, it'll just work itself out. Like, spoiler alert, it won't, right? It means, okay, finance, identify finances need to be done in my company, but probably not by me. Or not all, I need an overview, but not, you know, I should go probably go and find an accountant or a financial advisor or a CFO or something, you know. Um, but be aware of what needs to be done in the business and then realize where your strengths are, where is your superpower, where you feel aligned and effortless and good. And you spend your time doing as much of that as you can whilst then getting support and help to do the things that you suck at and you hate, which are usually the same thing. That is how companies are built. Again, it go, and again, again, if it goes back to that original definition, mindset is logistical. It's because you, you have a starting definition, a sponsored thought, that this is a job, so I have to do it all myself. 
that one belief pattern you have makes you want to try and learn spreadsheets and shit. But that doesn't have to be true. Yes, business does need financial management, but does it have to be you? If it's a job, yes it does. But if you define a business as a company, a group of people that come together to all do something they love and enjoy so we can build something bigger together and all get paid for it, then no, you don't have to do it, right? So really look at that, you know, go back to module one, you guys, where we talk about visionary and integrator, there's an assessment test there. Really use that to get good at what you do. That's why module one is, I say, is 90% of it, self-awareness, of who you are, what you should be doing in the company. I did brilliant with the modules. I really, really like Excel. But then, as soon as I step away from it, it's saying, like, oh, shit, I can't remember that. So yeah. maybe it's kind of, need a need to keep going over and over to try and get it. You do like, the basics. It takes five minutes to learn, a lifetime to master. Yeah. You know, I read through my own stuff all the time still. I don't, I don't stop reading about marketing and sales and stuff or personal development, right? I, you know, I've, I've listened to Tony Robbins more than once. Yeah. I'm not like, oh yeah, I listened to Tony Robbins once. I know personal development now. We keep going back to it because we want to we absorb and integrate into it a level of unconscious competence, right? So, yeah, always be going back through those. So, again, these kind of questions, look out for that. If it's like, how do I get through this thing that I hate doing and I suck at doing, I don't want to do it, how do I do that? You don't. Be, you know, become a master at, um, and being a leader in business, guys, is becoming really your core skill should be identifying skills and proclivities and potential in other people and learning to mentor and outsource the roles to them successfully and smoothly. That's what I learned. After my mother had the brain tumor, I, I had, you know, again, bam, it was put into me. Like, well, I went from, my belief pattern changed from, from the belief before that was, I'm scared of letting go, I have to do everything myself. After then, I got dragged back to the UK, and then my new belief pattern was, shit, I'm scared to do it all myself in case this happens again, I have to be there for my family. I was then scared of not outsourcing. And belief patterns can change like that. They'll change with intensity, an intense traumatic experience, for good or bad, um, or they'll they'll happen through you know repetition, low intensity, high repetition. So, you know, you guys need to do the reps, go back over the work, do it. You haven't watched the videos. If you watch the videos once, you haven't got it yet. Yeah. You so need to keep. You're always getting that. it. Yeah. That's annoying. Yeah. Cool. Does that help? Cool, okay guys, so any other um, challenges or something you'd like to be solved or gone in your business in the next 30 days? I'd like to step out the day-to-day -day running. Like you said earlier about them feeling like they need me, they need to come to me. The, the Pilates instructors you mean now? Yeah. yeah. And we've got managers there, admin, or just I the instructors? A, I have a studio manager that oversees both studios. Okay. Um, and, and, you and you feel you're stuck in the day-to-day -day running? Yeah, they're still calling on me. For what? Like technical work or like what? I need class cover. Is the biggest pain in the bar. Right. Um, so they're dragging you back into doing yeah. technical work. Yeah. They're not coming like saying, how do I do this or how do I do that? No. Okay. Um, Okay, so, and, and that happens quite a lot then. Yeah. And that's, that's the biggest one is needing, you need to step back into sessions. Yeah, which takes I'm, you away I'm from. actually phoning around, sorting out cover or phoning clients and say it's cancelled or that sort of Admin thing. stuff basically, yeah, yeah. Or, or client management, I guess, yeah. yeah. Okay, 
And your question is how do you stop doing more of that? Stop doing that, yeah? All right, so, okay, this goes a few levels deep then. So, number one, first you have to, a, a big reason a lot of entrepreneurs, we, we have entrepreneurial tasks, we have managerial tasks, and we have technical tasks, first of all. You have to be very clear, if you want to step out of technical or managerial tasks or admin tasks, you have to know where do you want to step into. You don't want to step into a great void of doing nothing. And a lot of entrepreneurs, on a, maybe on a subconscious level, don't step, don't step out of technical work so quickly because they don't know where they step into. Right, so it's, it's about displacement, right? If you, when you do nutrition with people, you don't say, right, like just cut, all, cut out all the bad foods and then we'll talk about the next step next week. That's harder, re replacement is harder to do than displacement. Displacement is when you say, hey, just focus on eating loads of good foods and then they eat loads of good foods and by the end of the day they go, oh, I didn't eat that snack because I just wasn't even hungry, I didn't think about it. You just naturally replaced a disempowering habit with a positive one. So it's the same with tasks in your business. Don't try to necessarily get out of technical tasks because now you're still focused on doing technical tasks. You need to focus more on, I need to get entrepreneurial or managerial tasks, the more critical stuff working on my business rather than in it. I need to start with those tasks first. Because number one, if you start with those tasks first in the day and get them done by 11 a.m., which is plausible for most of you, then, number one, it doesn't actually matter if you spend the rest of the day working in the business. Because the big, the big stuff's already been done. Your company has moved forward rather than in the business stuff is keeping the business going in circles, which is a good thing. It's a conveyor belt. You're, you're producing the output the company needs to produce. That's fine. But the technical work in the business keeps the business spinning. Working on the business moves it forward or grows the circle bigger. So if you just start first of all with identifying what are my entrepreneurial tasks I need to do first of all as me as the company leader and visionary. And that is going to be more external based stuff. I need to go out there and sell the vision. You need to outline your vision first. That's where we cover that in module two of the program. Outline your, your company vision, the bigger purpose, and then you go out there and sell that vision to potential partners, collaborators, strategic alliances, joint ventures, sponsors, investors, partners the government, funding, whatever it is you're looking for to help feed your business. Um, and I know, like, I know Gary's doing really well with this right now. Um, I mean, we've got Gary reaching out to like three to five um, powerful contacts in the area every day. Schools, salons, uh, whatever it might be. And you've got some good deals now and partnerships like rolling yeah. in from that, haven't you? Yeah, and this week coming on Thursday, I was like going to a pharmacy and They've got a diabetes clinic where they get people coming into tests because they've either got diabetes or scared of the fact they might have diabetes. So I'm just going to sit there for three hours and talk to these people, present to these people, and that's a that's a network that I've, I've gained with, with with the pharmacist. You know, so there's, there's avenues and approaches in places you wouldn't even begin to think of. First of all, if I get to it, I was at a well-being festival. Uh, a couple of days ago, a couple of Sundays ago, I signed three people up, four people up on the day, and I've got about four other people interested. You know, so the, the space of spending three hours stood around talking to people, I signed up four extra people, not relying on Facebook ads. So I could have this month alone, you know, I could, I could have another ten leads in, or another ten signups, sorry, not leads. And what's your and what's your LTV for a client? Lifetime value of one, so fourteen months. Uh, uh, 1,400 times 10, you know, 
14k bottom line end of the year from reaching out to a pharmacy, right? And so, and you know, and, and Gary's doing this consistently. Not it's not one of these nice to because we we think we get sucked into the technical stuff drawn in of like because the fires need to put out now, and then we think well I'll do the I'll, I'll that sounds lovely I'll go and do that later if I have time, but that's like when you say I want to get in shape but I need to go to work first, and if I have time for the gym later, then I'll go. And what happens, we usually don't go. So if, the, if growing the company is more of a priority than you, than, than operating the company, you have to prioritize it and be disciplined to put it first, right? There's no mindset hack, there's no positive thinking, there's no, it's just put it in your diary first and just do it. And resist your feelings that tell you to not do it. Right, and again, I know there's a big thing out there now, like just you know, go with your alignment, and if it doesn't feel good, don't do it. That's nonsense, right? Like most of what you think is intuition is not intuition. It's your pre-built fears and biases telling you not to get uncomfortable, right? Your clients don't want to get out of bed and come to the gym and get fucking tortured by you in the morning either. But the best ones, they get up and do it anyway, don't they? And they always <laughs> say, I didn't feel like it. I had every excuse under the sun in my mind. But I didn't listen to my intuition. I came in, and now I'm so happy I did it, and I'm getting the results. Which goes against the grain of these this new age kind of like mindset stuff, where it's like, oh, if that feels a little bit uncomfortable, don't do it. Like, you know, be, you know, go, go mind what I just said to you guys. Bear, be in mind if that's a task, it's a proclivity. Like you just you know you suck at it, and you're not good at it, and you have no passion to do it as a task. That's that's different, right? And if you, you know, if you really do hate, like, you do hate talking to people, maybe partner with someone that does enjoy that side of it, right? Um, but day-to-day -day tasks, you can kind of outsource and not, because you know, not don't do them. But if it is something like like an entrepreneurial task, and you want to be an entrepreneur, you better get used to doing them. You better get used to going. You better get used to looking at your numbers. I don't care if you hate numbers. If you've taken the responsibility of being a business owner, you need to know your numbers. If not, go get a job. Simple as that. Doesn't matter if you're aligned or not. You need to do it. Simple as, right? So, because no one's gonna come and save you otherwise. So, identify entrepreneurial tasks like that. It's reach out. It's joint ventures. It's finding people who can, in leverage, have audiences they can send back into your system, right? That's gonna bring more cash flow to you. Because again, an hour of your time is you can spend one hour on a sales consult with one client, or spend an hour meeting the pharmacy owner and getting access to 40 clients. Every hour is not critical, it's depth of vision. Or you can spend one hour training a JV manager who will go out on your behalf and speak to 10 pharmacy owners a day and speak to 400 prospects. It's all about depth, how you use your time and the higher levels you go, the more money and cash flow can come straight back into your business quicker. So we often think the short term putting out the fire is a quick way to make money but it's not, you have to resist that urge. The critical 5% is the entrepreneur stuff where you can bring leverage into your business fast. And again, go out there and seize the assets you don't have. If that's a customer list, a prospect list, funding, investment, sponsorship, celebrity endorsement. If that's the asset you want and someone has it, you need to go and seize it from them. Don't try and build it yourself internally. Then, you know, look at um, entrepreneurial tasks are also leading your team, not managing them, not training them, leading them. That means inspiring them. That means re-enrolling them and selling them on the vision every day. And hey guys, when you come to work, remember why you're here. We're, we're helping, in Gary's case, and we're helping the UK eliminate um, diabetes. 
you know, or we're helping people get their confidence back, or we're helping women be empowered again, or helping athletes, um, you know, hit the prep, you know, get into the Premier League or whatever it might be. That's your bigger vision of the bigger impact you're making in the world, and you need to continually sell that vision and re-enroll your team members on it, because you want to make sure you're attracting team members that believe they're there to to fulfil that vision, not just there for a paycheck. Right, so you're selling the vision externally and you're selling the vision to your team. That's your leadership tasks. You can do that in one hour a day. Get up early, do it for one hour a day. If you wake up and you have 5 a.m. sessions, I get it, then just do it as early as you can in the day. Don't leave the session and then go into checking emails. Get out there, get away from your laptop, go and talk to people. Then you have managerial tasks and that's gonna be more tracking, financials, admin, Looking at the KPIs, are we on our growth? You know, are our lead sales ret retention growth targets there? Are our cash flow actuals close to where they need to be? Um, and then managing the team. Managing the team now is educating them. So they're already inspired from what you did as an entrepreneur. Now it's, do you know how to do your role? Do you need more training on your role? Do you need me to walk through how to do that phone call again? Do you need a new tool or a template or a checklist to help you do the job better? Right, that's the, that's the first thing, right? So, if you spend an hour a day on entrepreneurial stuff and then an hour on managerial stuff, and get that done the first two hours of the day, again, we come back to that, if you still now do technical stuff or admin stuff, it's actually not that much of a big deal because you now know the big stuff's actually been done and now more cash flow is coming in from that that will now be able to, money can solve a lot of problems. So that money is now able to help you uh, Go and pay for some cover stuff, or whatever it might be, or